615 presents Off the Record with Tom Lamore and Cami Fox. Off the Record 615. Off the Record. Yes, guys, welcome back to 615 Presents Off the Record podcast with myself, Tom Lamore, aka Tom DeLips, and my co host, Cami Fox. Yes, people, how are we doing? We've got two guests on today's show. We've got Liam and Tom. <laughs> wow. Oh, Rudy, you almost forgot my name. <laughs> what a great start. No, 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 it's the first time <laughs> we've had two guests on the podcast. Oh, well. And he's forgotten one of I the names. I literally forgot your name. And they've worked for us for such a long time. I know, sorry you about that. You just forgot how long we worked for you for. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to put, well, I'll let you tell me that. You guys are going to do most of the talking, so we'll get, we'll get cracking with it and introduce you. Obviously, if you've not heard the podcast before, you're about to know what it's about. Um, and if you have heard it before, you know exactly what it's about. So here we go. Who are you? Who do you work for? I'll let you take it first. I'm Liam Greenall, and I've uh, worked for 615 for just over two years now. And I, I am, uh, my name's Thomas Wrigley, but uh, normally people call me Riggers. It goes a lot, because there's or two Toms, or Rig Dingy, if you can be. And I'm actually, 29th of August, my birthday, that'll be my two-year anniversary of working with... 615. Oh, lovely. Are you started working on your birthday? Yeah. That's unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah. I made him take staples out of the deck all day. <laughs> all day on my birthday. <laughs> so, yeah, if you've not gathered, this is our lovely production team who you've probably seen out and about doing all those marvellous setups we have. Tell us a little bit about what your role is, Liam, within the business. Well, I'm the production manager, so that entails everything from organising all the setups for all the gigs and just getting everything in hand to make sure we stay on track with all the setups and stuff. Sounds like an AV, that kind of thing. Thomas? Uh, I work in more of a supportive role to what Liam does and then also go out and about and set everything up, um, control the lights, help with sound levels, everything. Anything to do with the production, we're involved nearly all every step of the way. And there you have it. We'll leave it there. I'm winding them up I'm winding them up we got to coax them into this they're looking a little bit nervous and these boys we was excited about because they're like the comedy duo of The Office the Dick and Dom yeah the Dick and Dom of 615 Tweedledee and Tweedledum Batman and Robin there you go Batman and Robin nice right let's move on so um, obviously you've told everyone a little bit about what you do we won't go into too much detail with that production's a massive element of, of the product that 615 produces it's really important cog in the wheel um, it adds to the show adds to the visuals without that you know it's we're, 615 wouldn't be the brand or the show that it is mm. um, getting more into uh, the industry then and your experiences, bearing in mind, obviously, that COVID at the moment's put a stopper in things and there's not a great deal going on. We always talk about the challenges of the industry and, and you know, things that people find difficult within the areas that they're working. What do you think the challenges of our industry are as a whole? That's a very difficult question. Because <laughs> there there's a lot that's great about the industry, but there's also the, the flip side where there's some terrible things. There's a lot about... I find we find it very difficult sometimes where we're working quite a lot of time we don't really have a lot of time to see your friends or your family because of the hours you're working are the 
social hours but it's quite nice though as well because we work with our friends and we work for our friends and everything that we do we can go and work with a gig and stay there for 12 hours of the day but eight of those hours you're seeing some of the best music that's in the in the region and you're also a part of one of the best parties that's going on that night kind of yeah. thing yeah it comes up a lot that it's anti-social we're all in it I think together on that part because mm. it's you're at, if you're gigging you're not, you're not going out with your mates if you're working doing the setups you're not going out all the same things happen at all the same hours of the night yeah. I know you guys get the crappy end of the stick a little bit with the it's the setups you get to see what's going on but then it's the D-rig after yeah. so it's the hours to go to go with it yeah I always say we're the, we're the first to show up and the last to leave yeah. nearly everything and a lot, a lot of people will know that because it's a sort of behind the scenes definitely um, yeah. role it's not necessarily shown a lot where People see what you do as an end product, don't they? Um, rather than the work that goes in before, mm. like the prep as well, because we've not got to remember that you've got to put all the prep in, loading vans. I mean, you tell us about it. I know about it because obviously I, I work there, but it'd be interesting to hear what you guys think about that yeah, side of it. Down to everything, like even just keeping up, making sure that all the speakers are painted, all the lights are kept clean, because obviously lights aren't clean, they don't give off that better quality that they're meant to but like Tom was saying the worst part for me is finishing at six in the morning getting into bed for half an hour and then I've got to wake up and play with the kids it's just yeah. it's hard work yeah as a parent as well yeah. I can imagine that I, that's, it's not for me that I mean we do late nights but it's not as it ends up being, being early finishes yeah, like some you guys gig, some gigs I've got to make sure that I'm absolutely silent when we're done because I get home and by the time I'm getting in my kids have already had 10 hours sleep. And they're about to So, wake. yeah, so if I make too much noise at that point and they wake up, that's it, and done then. Because they've had okay. 10 hours, they've had 10 hours kit. Game over. They're ready. Straight away. They're ready, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. ready for breakfast and I've not, I've not slept in 24 hours. Fortunately yeah. for me, that's not the case. <laughs> I can sleep all the way through. Yeah. Wake up, just crack on and start again. Yeah, that's just that's people late. at different points in their life, that's, isn't it? That's just because is... I know how to use a prophylactic. That's what it is. <laughs> Oh wow! Right, okay. Well, that that is challenging. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, moving on. Um, given actually the circumstance at the moment, it's an interesting point to speak about the current situation in the industry. Where do you think the industry is going from here? I mean, it's interesting to know to hear everyone's opinions on this because it's all I think we've different. got it out of the whole industry. We've got it quite good compared because we are in the private event side of it. People are always going to want private events whereas the industry as a whole is what we do like the production side of it there's going to be a lot of people that are going to struggle like some of the some of the freelancers that we get in they're going to struggle a lot because mm -hmm. they're expecting to we're going to start up again as soon as lockdown is sort of over because people are going to be ready to go out and have their own event. Whereas winter gardens and other big places aren't going to be open to the capacity that they're allowed. So productions are going to be limited. So a lot of the people that we know and we use quite a lot ourselves, mm. they're going to have a proper tough time. Yeah. yeah, like bars and clubs as well. Yeah, like people aren't going to be spending as much money. So that means, and like you were saying before, because it is production, it is like that unnoticed gem that everyone needs and it makes or breaks an event. But no one really thinks about it. I don't, yeah. puts a lot of effort into it if yeah. they don't have to. I think that the, that is because of the lack of understanding, isn't it, yeah. about it? 
there's there's a the actual visual of it element is people always see and go wow that looks mega, but the actual understanding of how that all comes together they don't they don't really yeah, uh, they don't at, understand it or they don't care about yeah, it. Yeah, you look at honest. big festivals yeah. like even down the road Creamfields, and then you look at the bigger scale Tomorrowland and Glastonbury without yeah. the production side of it. It's there'd just be another festival yeah, that can yeah. hold hundred thousand people. Yeah, it it wouldn't it wouldn't be Tomorrowland yeah. or it wouldn't be Creamfields. It'd just be an artist on stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. production. Mates. Well, like yeah, because they could just have if it was a tiny, tiny stage. <laughs> just like <laughs> no, it's just it the makes production makes an event. Yeah. Like, well, no. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Cammy dead, quiet on the stage, like, yeah, no one can hear him. Just in bangles, bangles, no microphone, no speakers. Can you hear me at the back? Ding, 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 cowbell going. Oh, yeah, no, it's a good point, though. It's a bit goes unnoticed, but it's the main element of making a show, isn't it? That's it, that's just a fact. That's the point I was trying to make. Yeah, yeah. During the busy times... You know, and think think back to last year's peak time in the summer, mega busy. I know mm. you guys were absolutely working like unbelievable, like ridiculous hours, quite stressful on occasion. And I'm sure you can elaborate on that for us in terms of some of the stresses that are involved in what mm. you do, but also how you guys cope with that stress and manage that pressure and you know at this point in the podcast when we speak to people it always ends up coming around to the mental health side of things which everybody in this industry no matter which sector you work in always has had an effect with mental health whether that's something serious or not so serious but it's still things to consider how do you deal with that under those scenarios big on like team really Mm. us as a team like the two of us have to work well together because if we don't obviously other lads that we use, if they see me and Riggers at one another's throats, they're not going to be that bothered. But yeah. if they look up to me and Riggers and see us working hard as a team together, mm. it sort of wears off. I think that's one thing that has worn off on anyone that's ever come in to work with us. The ones that have stuck around, the ones that have been involved more so, are the ones that see how much effort we put in on a weekly basis, especially staying up at all hours of the night knowing oh I've got to stay up an extra hour but I know if I do it right something else will be right later on and it it's just that domino effect of positivity amongst a team like set an example yeah. kind of thing and that really really helps your own mental health when you can see what's, what you're doing is rubbing off on someone else yeah and it that forces you to work better and harder each time you go around and round yeah. So we could you start work on a Wednesday and then not finish till a Tuesday. As soon with your, obviously your breaks involved, but as soon as you're getting up and going yeah, each time, we're not working them <laughs> seven days we, a week, twenty four yeah. hours a day. But, you know, <laughs> but as soon as as soon as you get into your rhythm and you know him right, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up as soon as I'm in that van. I'm going picking him up. We'll go in and you, you yeah. pick him up with a smile on your face, saying we're going to have a great day today. It's going to be a good gig. Yeah. Everything just starts going better and better. And I imagine though the band and stuff is, is another thing that keeps you all going it's like banter train they're just desperate to, I'm seeing them itching to do something funny <laughs> but they're reserved today because they've got microphones in front of their face Cameras, and the camera uh, on them got yeah. careful you should have had me wig chops that's yeah he's not had a haircut he's not that bad though to be fair it's not as bad as yours earlier in lockdown oh no yeah mine was oh, wow. terrible yeah. yeah or as bad as yeah. Cammy's now yeah <laughs> Leave my microphone out of this. It's XM58 out of this. It's like one of the joke ones you get when you buy an outfit from the shop. 
Big wig. It's not real. Yeah, for the it's camera. Moving, yeah. He's a wicked. He's, he's, he's out of Jake's. Oh, here we go. D Max in the mix again. He's making his uh, appearance. <laughs> his regular comments. Is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> once an episode. Yeah, once an episode he pops up and uh, yes, back back behind your camera now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, you know, it's interesting it is, actually. It is so, hard though. Like, yeah, but I imagine that you, you obviously, Tom, you've got a slightly different lifestyle, well, a very different lifestyle, probably to Liam. Although you're both doing the same work, pretty much, in terms of you know, the hours that you do when the gigs are on, it's uh, very different ways of managing things, I'd imagine, in terms of how you balance your well, family life or your social life, really. And, you know, and that's important that, you know, I don't know whether you guys ever sit there and think, I've had a tough time or what what you do because I know yeah, we've, I we spoke to people just to give an example and I'll, I'll let you go and we spoke to people obviously that have brought up talking to mates family having a bit of a laugh and all that sort of stuff and then there's the other side of it like, like exercising diet which we won't go down the road with you guys because I know where uh, Liam that is offensive <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got no, cameras no, on me no, I'm self-conscious as it is and you're talking about ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
the uh, yeah. estate where we are here to put turn around and go back and get something. Yeah. It's just like, you've got to roll with the punches nearly all the time. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the yeah. time. Yeah, no, I get that. It is what it is, isn't it? I suppose yeah. when it comes to that, stuff goes wrong naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the planning process does help, doesn't it? And, I know you guys are on top of it, but every now and again, one slips through the net, doesn't yeah. it? And a, yeah. a stage leg's been left, and you've got three legs on a yeah. stage. I, w- I won't tell you the time I went all the way to Edinburgh and only had three legs. And had to stack <laughs> oh, up with wow. something else. <laughs> it's got improvised underneath yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll move on to the next section of the podcast then. Yes. Um, so, how did you get involved with 650? I'm going to start off with you, Liam. Uh, I think 650, we're going through quite a tough spell in the production side of it at that point adjustment period yeah there was quite a there was a, there was a big issue which yeah. I as soon as I came in I noticed but me and Ash were best mates growing up mm. all the way from like we met in the first day of year seven and then he just rang me up one night when he was on a gig and said I need some help will you come and help out so that was it I just said yeah and then worked the Friday night worked the Saturday yeah. night and then I think it was by the Wednesday I was having a meeting with Tom yeah. and Chris yeah. to yeah. come and get on board. Yeah. And then from then it was probably two months of working with someone else and then it was pretty much in at the deep end. Pretty much. Liam, you, got, Liam, you yeah. in charge. You, just, got, you got thrown in there, didn't you? Yeah. Just a quick fact check. Uh, Ash, is that what happened? Uh, yeah, mate. That happened. <laughs> All right, Billy, I, was, I was on a gig. I just finished playing Codderman. I called uh, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good action. Sorry, We just had to slip. Uh, slip, slip. We just had to slip that one in there. Uh, yeah, no, I remember uh, we had a crossover period where we had, we were struggling for staff, really, mm-hmm. uh, all all round, and the organisation and everything else like that was a little bit all over the place. What about you, Tom? Uh, so I was working for a. Blackpool Pleasure Beach. I was working for the on a magic show there. I was about three months through a six-month run, and uh, Jack Sprigg, one of the DJs, rang me out of the blue. Said, "Do you want a job?" And I said, "Get me out of here because I'm doing the, doing the same thing, <laughs> doing doing the same thing every day, sitting there watching the same show, clicking oh. the same button at the same time. Yeah. It's just so monotonous and boring. Mm. And I've basically jumped at the chance. Met with you and." Uh, Chris Southall yeah, yeah. at Starbucks and in fact we sat down for our, for that interview and the missus of my boss walked in behind, like, behind me and I saw her through the glass reflection and I was thinking oh it's meant to be my day off and I'm sat here getting a new wow, job I didn't know that yeah. wow, wow and then yeah. a month later on my birthday started the next question is like what do you think about 615 and the people behind it but obviously just from your stories it's a very close knit team isn't it obviously with you knowing Jack you knowing Ash Ash knowing Jack knowing Will it's mm. just a very close knit yeah everyone's either best mates or <laughs> have become best mates in like a short amount of time mm. like it was such a like I came on board in the May and by like end of August I'd already met pretty much everyone that was mm. on the whole team and then especially the office team you come in and it's just you just adapt to it straight away and it feels like you've known everyone for a lot longer than what you have. Mm. And it helps as well because you might have known people previously as well. Like I'm, I've known of Chum, I've known of Ash, I've known of Will, but I've never been around with them. There was even a period of time where we, I went out with Tom before I'd even heard of what 615 was, just through, through Jack. Yeah. And then when we sat down in the interview, I went, oh, 
been out in Blackpool with him before. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. That's probably another bad story. Yeah. <laughs> it always tends to lead round to me on a night out. <laughs> Doesn't it? Every single one, every single guest somehow, um, I get roped in on a night out somewhere. Oh, well, it, next, the other question is, any funny stories whilst working with 615? Uh, well, when we went down into, we went down to London for our Olympia. Yeah. It's quite a funny one. Uh, yourself and Dax were, went on stage in a club and were playing in a nightclub where everyone stood up dancing around having a good time and I get you're on stage saxing away I'm stood there with my girlfriend and next thing this this hand comes over from behind me he's tapping ta- ta- me and goes oh you're amazing you you're amazing I was like what are you on about and she goes you're, you're on stage playing the sax I was like yeah yeah my missus stood behind her giving her daggers but about a puncher and she re- ends up she thought I was you and you were on stage <laughs> playing the saxophone I was like do you know what I mean him she was like Oh yeah, and then like, like tried off all that. Like, thanks, thanks. Yeah. I can't grow a beard that well. It's I a mean, strong beard. Though. He's got his beard game is strong, and mine is not very. Oh. Have you got any? Oh, I say I, I've, I think we've got loads across yeah, the thing. You try and think <laughs> of a funny story in that same nightclub. My missus split her head open. Oh, I was yeah, in the London did, hospital yeah. for four hours. Yeah, that was so. Uh, that was great, and that was the first hospital in London that had a bad case of COVID. <laughs> it was that weekend, so. So basically, so that was a, I COVID. enjoyed. I enjoyed myself. Got out of the hospital at six. Was back at the gig for eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, well. So, oh yeah, it was just a typical weekend for me. That. <laughs> Can't, I mean, out. Two, she'd only had two beers as well. <laughs> two, I'm sure she's going to thank you for this. Yeah, she was in hospital. <laughs> A couple of months before, yeah, with uh, swelling of the brain. Yeah. So we've ended up going out. Out of the twenty of us that were there, she's the one that splits her head open in a nightclub. And he hadn't been out for months as well. Oh, no, he was no, looking no. forward to it. Oh, no, I was. <laughs> I felt. So, I feel so sorry for him. But Dax, he was playing at Merrydale. Now he's on the lights, and he just decked it oh, off the front yeah. of the stage. Yeah, <laughs> he just—he was going, giving no, it billions, he knee, he? straight off the stage. Yeah, and his yeah, knee was did, proper bad, yeah, he it but bad. he just disappeared. So I was like, "Where's he gone?" Thought he jumped out into the crowd like he normally does, going around doing the rounds, and he just disappeared. He had the mic sat, the mic on the floor, big bang. <laughs> And then I ended up holding ice on his knee for about half an hour. Yeah, but it was bad, weren't yeah. it? Yeah, so. and then he went back on on one leg. Yeah. What about, we were at a place for like a, a Christmas do it was for some work. They were drawing a raffle and the girl who won the raffle wasn't in the room. And the guy in the microphone just goes, F*** the bitch! She won. She won. She won a two grand holiday voucher as well. She'd have been going to the Caribbean or somewhere, and he's just gone. F- <laughs> we go again and do another name out. Oh my god! What? Yeah, that so was we Oh no, right, alright, we're moving on now. <laughs> we're gonna have to bleep all that out. We probably already have, you've probably heard bleeps, apologies. Let's go. Oh no, it's the it's the quick fire round now. I've lost now. I've lost. What we're gonna do One word answers. because it's gonna be difficult just to get, let you both to share answers, we'll address the question, but it, you'll just get a different question, I think. It's just easier otherwise. One of you'll have too much time to think, which takes away the fun. Cammy. Right, this one's for you. What do you put in a toaster? Bread. Oh, we've done him. Can't kid a kidder. No, he can't. What do cows drink? 
Water. Yes, they've nailed it. They've nailed it. Well done. How does a penguin build its own? I've not got a clue. It glues it together. <laughs> That's a joke, not a one quick five question. Have you got dad jokes up on you? <laughs> what? I have actually just looked at it. Right, I'll, we're not doing that. Yeah. So, is the earth round or flat? It's a sphere. It's actually a bit of a pear shaped, according to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, there that's we go. when he was high, Joe. Rogan, so you can't trust him. Spherical. Yeah. Right. Okay. Favorite food when you when you finish a gig, you go to food. Quarter pounder of cheese from Oof. McDonald's. Wow. No. Standard production. That's what it is. Clobber that in it. Standard production. Four, um, what, what dip do you have with you? Sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. That's enough questions. Thank you. <clears throat> Got to get that whole meal. Oh, deal, it's Liam. a good one for you actually. Who's your celebrity doppelganger, Liam? Craig from Corrie. Hey? Hey? Craig from Corrie. Do you reckon? See, I, I always had you down as a bit of a De Bruyne, you know. Well, I went to Tomorrowland and everywhere, and obviously that's in Belgium, and all the Belgians just kept saying, Kevin! Kevin! Yeah, you do, though. But... Yeah, you do. I'd tell you now you do, because I, I... used to be a bit more weighty, and everyone said I look like Craig from Corrie, but he's lost weight now as well, so I still look like Craig from Corrie as yeah, well. Yeah, no, no, but you, you, you lost a lot of weight, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Five stone. Wow. Put, a yeah. bit, put a stone back on in lockdown. No, I know, but from your old pictures, mm. you lost loads of weight, hadn't you? Before, mm. Obviously, before we met, but yeah. Favourite track of all time? Yeah. I'll give both. you both of it. Both of us. That's such oh, a tough question. Yeah, that is a biggie. Do you want a scenario? Or do you no, want we're not a scenario. Do you want a scenario? No. You're at a gig, what do you want to come on? Is that? No, he'll say you're in your car, it's Wednesday, it's 19 degrees on your way to work. And you've got Spotify open, you've got to put a track on. I want to have Spotify open in my car, some driving cami. Whatever's at the top. No, what was your favourite track of all time? You've got to have one. Well, it's it, hard, it changes know, every week because of. Of all time. But yeah, what's a timeless it record? Every week. Yeah, what's a timeless record is not is different to right, your favourite record, though. Well, my favourite record of all time, in fact, it's not. Depends what mood I'm in. I've got yeah. different tracks for different moods, you see. All right, give us a. Your, Do you want a mood? Do I give you a mood? Like, if I'm just chilling out and stuff, I like Right, you've just, had your tea. you've just had your tea, you've right. sat down. Yeah. Stroke dog's head, what do you play? Stroke the dog's head. Is that a play? euphemism? No, just like, <laughs> chill, you chill, <laughs> it's a chilled mood. No, but every time he says something, it feels like it could be. You? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just had your tea, you sit down and chilling out. Like, no, you, no, you no, the dog's head down road. that road. Yeah, right. what, what music, what, what track do you play? <laughs> We're going around the hours on quick play, fire my, my favourite track of all time is a song called The View by MC DRS and Tyler Daly. It is, and that's the drum and bass track. A bit of liquid drum and bass. There you go, that'll do. That's, that's put, every time I put it on, I start crying. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Happy memories. <laughs> Happy memories. <laughs> Positive vibes. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... I don't cry. Right. What's your, I'll do, we'll do one more. Right, what's your favourite film of all time? A lot of films, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, big, I'm a big film person. Here we go. Asking a tough question. What's your favourite track of all time? There's a, there's a lot of tracks. There's a lot of films. There's a, there's a lot of films. My favourite film, Step Brothers. Just the right. easy. Yeah, that's, 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 that's good comedy. No, I'm more of a classic man. Shawshank. Yeah, see, good choice. That'll be up there with mine. That's up there with mine. I think I've got to agree. Yeah, I like it when we agree. Uh, let's uh, we'll wrap it up. Andy Frank. 
Didn't you? Didn't you use cup? No, yeah, yeah, I know you did. You had to stay back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was random as well. <laughs> Sorry, we're waffling on now. Right, let's draw it to a close. Thanks for coming in, boys. Yeah. Pleasure oh, talking yeah. to you. That's it from us. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks everyone for listening. If you're on YouTube, drop us a comment. Do subscribe. You can get us on iTunes Podcast and Spotify under Off the Record. Cheers, boys. Peace. Hello. See ya. 6.15 Off the Record.